0: Welcome to Shalanda Says, where we answer questions on all sorts of topics ranging from relationships to career growth. Join us as we answer listener questions and interview various experts in their field. Want a question answered? Send it to shalanda at TooksWilderGuidance.com. That's shalanda at TooksWilderGuidance.com. Now here's your hostess and proclaimed queen of time management and goal setting, Shalanda. Today we have Stephen Howard, an award winning author of 20 leadership, marketing, and management books. And he's the editor of nine professional and personal development books in the Project You series. He is also a certified health coach helping people on their transformation journeys to better health, long term cognitive protection, and longer lives. He specializes in creating and delivering leadership development programs for frontline leaders, mid-level leaders, supervisors, and high-potential leaders. In the past 25 years, he has trained over 10,000 leaders in Asia, Australia, Africa, Europe, and North America. He is well-known and recognized for his truly international and multicultural perspective, having lived in the usa for nearly 30 years in singapore for 21 years and in australia for 12 years but now he currently resides in southern california how are you today
1: i'm very well very well thank you for having me
0: <laughs> good yeah thank you for your time and what i would like to do is go ahead and just jump right into our first five questions these are five questions that all guests are asked first question what drew you to this career
1: it was a combination of a couple things, um, having been put into some leadership positions where I wasn't qualified for it and then benefited from some leadership training. I became a leadership facilitator when I left the corporate world. And then uh, as an author, my uh, my father was a fairly well-known mystery writer, uh, short story writer. And so writing's kind of in my blood and I turned to nonfiction instead of fiction.
0: Okay, So tell us what impact you hope to make.
1: Well, I think right now with what, where I'm at right now is I'm kind of becoming a, my passion is to help reduce the increase of dementia Mm -hmm. both here in the United States and worldwide. Uh, Current estimates predict a 67% increase in dementia, Alzheimer's disease and stroke Mm -hmm. by the year 2030. And and that's just inexcusable. We should not allow that to happen. Uh, It's, all these are postponable, maybe even preventable. But if we don't do something, that means 10 million American citizens uh, will be suffering from Alzheimer's, dementia, or stroke uh, 11 years from now. And that's to me, is just not acceptable.
0: Oh, wow. And later on, we're going to get into possible causes of this increase, okay? Now, think about everything you know regarding this path that you're on. In retrospect, what would you do differently, if anything? I I wish
1: I had known in my 30s and 40s some of the stuff I know today about the relationship between excess body weight and, and long-term mm. brain health, uh, mm. about taking care of myself. Um, I, I learned most of this in researching my latest book, and then I actually decided to put it to test, and I went on my own little personal health journey back in November, mm-hmm. and I thought I needed to lose eight to twelve pounds, and believe it or not, I lost twenty pounds in thirty days. Oh wow! I was shocked. Um, and I went off the program for about a month, and went back on it a few weeks ago, and again, I've I've dropped twelve pounds in just the last two weeks. Oh wow! So, um, so yeah, I wish I'd because I would have taken better better care of myself, because dementia okay. and Alzheimer's, some of the the things that impact that, the factors, mm-hmm. uh, the health factors that impact that, they started in our 30s and 40s, and I wish I'd known mm-hmm. that, and I definitely would have been doing things a little bit differently.
0: Right, yeah, I, we, we're we learning that these these mental illnesses don't just all of a sudden come upon us, They're, they can start much earlier than we realize, yeah.
1: They do. We just don't see the symptoms of it, and doctors mm-hmm. can't diagnose it until our sixties or seventies, usually. Mm-hmm. But but they they start in our thirties and
0: forties. Mm-hmm, right now, tell me what other trends you see within your specialty.
1: What I'm seeing is uh, and. Uh, uh, an approach towards people understanding that fitness is not just physical fitness. Okay. Uh, fitness is emotional fitness. Fitness is mental fitness. Uh, and in, in this case, fitness is all about brain health fitness. Okay. So I'm seeing uh, a lot more articles about that. I see a lot more people talking about that. And, and fortunately, I see a lot more people taking steps to, to protect the long-term health of their brains.
0: Okay. Yeah. Now what advice would you like to offer listeners?
1: Well, it, it kind of touches on the point you made a minute ago is, is don't wait until you retire to start thinking about your brain health. This is, mm-hmm. it, this is not something that you start to worry about after you turn 50 or 60 or even later. Uh, it's something you need to really start thinking about in your 30s and 40s. Uh, and one of my personal concerns, and we can talk about it more later if you'd like, but um, the millennial generation is a multitasking generation. Mm-hmm. And more and more research is showing that multitasking um does not allow the brain to learn how to focus, mm. and that lack of focus is one of the symptoms of alzheimer 's disease and dementia in old age so i'm i'm really worried about the younger generation and what the status of their brains might be like uh you know thirty thirty years from now or so
0: yeah, so let's go ahead and get into that you You mentioned in something that i I read that you you have written that there are two major health trends one is aging and the other is in the area of the multitasking and you said that the research is clear multitasking diminishes productivity it elevates brain fatigue and increases stress
1: yes absolutely and all those are leading particularly people have to make decisions all those are leading people to make poor decisions Mm -hmm. um when the brain is tired it, Mm -hmm. it just the cannot function we all know that we've all had that time when we just said i'm too tired to think i just can't think straight and and yeah. that and that's a physical symptom of the brain mm. uh, and is being caused by the multitasking the other thing about multitasking i just mentioned a minute ago but it, it, again it's the same thing um, our brains need to learn we train our brains to focus by concentrating mm-hmm. and multitasking we don't concentrate, and that 's having long term impact on the brain. The other thing about multitasking real quick is that you know every time your phone beeps or buzzes or you're mm-hmm. Computer lets you know that there's an email or something if, if you actually could observe yourself, all of us we twitch we we, mm-hmm. we, nerd, we jump we kind of we, you know we, we look quickly at that device to see who is it mm-hmm. that that basically is the same kind of stress as if we walked outside and saw a snake sitting in front of our car mm-hmm. and we get the same reaction, but yet we're doing that a hundred hundred and fifty times a day every time we get some notification or some tweet comes in or mm-hmm. or some uh, SMS message comes in yeah
0: and that's why I made a practice. I was telling someone the other day that I saw this in myself and I didn't like it because it does feel stressful it's It's not a relaxing feeling that I get every time the phone dings or makes the little chimes for a notification. so I just walk around with my phone on vibrate if my kids are in school because sometimes the school calls, and I also put it on silent once they're home because I don't have to worry about them anymore. And it's just, it feels more relaxing and I can, I pay more attention to the people that are in my space than I do to my phone.
1: Absolutely. I even, what I typically do, and I'm a little different, uh, I don't have kids, um, Mm -hmm. but when I'm writing one of my books, um, Mm -hmm. I will put my phone actually on airplane mode for three Mm -hmm. hours and Mm -hmm. that allows me to write. And I will get up every 45 to 50 minutes to make a new cup of coffee. But by Mm -hmm. having that phone on airplane mode, it it stops me from checking. It stops and it allows my brain to keep focusing. What, what's Mm -hmm. the chapter? What am I writing about? What is, what, what, what haven't I covered yet? Uh, What questions might a reader have at this point? So Mm -hmm. I can be downstairs making my cup of coffee and my brain is still focused on the book rather than being Mm -hmm. distracted by messages or phone calls or anything else.
0: Yeah. There's a a saying, and it's a quote, and he says, to do two things at once is to do neither. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) So we think we're getting all this stuff done with our multitasking, and we're really so unfocused that we're not making any, we're not getting anything productive done, basically.
1: We're not and, and quite frankly, from a brain standpoint the the brain can 't do two things at one time, so mm-hmm. what effectively, even though it may only be a nanosecond or one point five nano the brain is literally shifting back and forth between those tasks mm-hmm. uh, unless it 's a routine thing i mean you can you can watch a movie at home and and eat dinner you don 't have to focus on how you're putting the food into your mouth or or you know chewing or anything or cutting your 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 meal or anything like that um but that sort of routine stuff, the brain's not really focused on, But mm-hmm. and they can still follow the plot of the TV show, the movie, whatever you might be doing. But to mm-hmm. try and do two things, like tweet, tweeting or responding to a tweet and mm-hmm. watching the movie, this is why people have to stop and re- replay. If mm-hmm. they're on Netflix, go back 30, oh, I missed that. What did that person say? I missed mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm.
0: Um. You know, I heard someone at one of my jobs, and this is so true when I was out uh, working in human resources, <laughs> This um, lady said that, man, I hate when I get interruptions because I have to keep restarting what I was doing. And that's basically what when you try to multitask, that's what it sounds like we're doing. Like we just we have to keep restarting, we have to rewind the film back on the movie back and we have to restart to try to refocus.
1: We do. I know when I'm in the classroom teaching, I, and, you know, I, I obviously at this stage have a lot of millennials or younger people or, you know, even baby boomers are trying multitask in a classroom and, you know, they'll be sitting there trying to respond to an IM message or to a, a text message. And I'll give an instruction like, oh, all right, please turn in your workbooks to page 29. It's the three or four people who are multitasking are always the ones who have to say, sorry, what, what page really? was that again? <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so what I want to do is, uh, I want you to talk about your Project You series. Can you tell us about that?
1: Yeah, well, thanks. Yes, Project You uh, is a brand of books, kind of like in turn, like the old Reader's Digest books or the old Time Life books. A, a partner in Singam- uh, Singapore and I created this this brand in this series. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the core book is called Project You, Living a Determined Life, and it takes a look at seven areas of life and, and how you need to be purposeful in those seven areas as you as you uh, go on your life's journey and then we broke it down into into um some fun books we've got a series of quote mm-hmm. books um we've got uh motivational quotes for self-motivation, motivational quotes for emotional and mental happiness, motivational quotes for health and wellness. And those are, you know, I think they're like $5 books. They're fun. Mm -hmm. Usually Mm -hmm. they've got 365 quotes in them. Mm -hmm. And then, um, we did a couple other books just focusing on single topics. So there's one about, um, Project U Health and Wellness, it just focuses on the health and wellness category. And one, the one that is really popular and is really relevant for today's world is Project U Forgiveness Words of Wisdom. Mm-mm. And that really, you know, people, Really like that because it talks about when to forgive, when not to forgive. The fact that you don't have to forgive, it's your choice. But mm-hmm. most importantly, when a person forgives another person for whatever they've said or done, um, it's the person doing the forgiving that benefits more, not the person receiving the forgiveness. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that, that and they're all on Amazon. Uh, um, they're, they're kind of, they're nice books, they're fun books and everlasting. Mm-hmm. And so it's just kind of been a fun project for us.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It sounds fun. Yeah. And one, came, one thing that came to my mind about forgiveness is it's what someone was saying. Um, forgiveness doesn't mean that you have to allow someone to come back into your life and continue hurting you. The forgiveness is mainly for the person who was hurt by another And they're not holding on to those negative feelings. But at the same time, they're also not letting the person come back into their life and mistreat them.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, forgiveness is good, as you say, because it benefits that person who was hurt. Uh, forgetting is not. And this is what I think leads to a lot of domestic abuse cases. This this person keeps forgetting about what happened and they forgive them and then they forget and and Mm -hmm. thinking that the person will change and the person doesn't change. I think this is where we end up with a lot of uh, unfortunate uh, societal problems.
0: Yeah, right. Definitely. Now I want you to um, talk to us a little bit more about our brain health because we have, we are at an age, and it's been out for a while, you see all these machines on TV um, that people can purchase and have in their home gym. And so we've been a society where we've always been about how we look and about trying to be healthy. But we don't always hear a lot, or we haven't always heard as much about brain health.
1: No, and that's unfortunate. I think that's gotten us to that. That earlier statistic I mentioned earlier were, you know, increases in dementia is 67% in the next Mm -hmm. 10 years. Um, uh, I guess the one thing everyone should understand is that what's good for the heart is good for the brain. So all Mm -hmm. the things that people have been told over the years about being heart healthy is good for the brain. And one of the reasons for that is the brain is the biggest user of um, oxygen and blood. And that's Mm -hmm. what the, you know, what the lungs and heart are pumping. Uh, so if the if the heart's pumping well and pumping mm-hmm. up to the brain, we're in better shape. Um, a couple of interesting things: uh, obesity in midlife
0: mm-hmm.
1: accelerates brain age by about ten years.
0: Oh wow!
1: Yeah, um, men who pack on the most abdominal fat in their forties
0: mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
1: are most likely to develop dementia later in their lives. Mm. Uh, then And if you think about it, fat cells, you know, we all know that fat cells increase inflammation, but it increases inflammation both in the body and the brain. And it's mm-hmm. this inflammation that is leading to the, the brain illnesses that, that, uh, that we're having. And interesting, uh, an article came out just a week ago, uh, and it basically, some new research said that um, people with too much belly fat yeah. have, have smaller brains. Oh, Hmm. Actually, physically smaller brains, and and I get, and that's the other thing about brain health. I think uh, is interesting. A lot of this has only been discovered in the last twelve to fifteen years because of some the technologies allowed the scientists to do mm-hmm. so. Uh, I know when I grew up, I was told that you know we our brain stops growing up somewhere in our early twenties, about twenty five, yeah. our brain stops growing. That's mm-hmm. not true. In fact, our brain will continue to produce new brain cells. It can continue to grow even in volume well into our 70s if mm. we take care of it. Um, hmm. But again, that's only been discovered in, I think, the last three or four years. Um, hmm. So um, in terms of brain health, um, mm-hmm. the a French University uh, did a research of over 6,000 participants who were 65 years or older. And he came up with eight basic risk factors for dementia. And and I'm going to read them out real fast, but they're exactly the same as for heart health. It's, it's smoking, mm-hmm. having a body of BMI over 25,
0: mm-hmm.
1: not exercising regularly, not eating fish twice a week, not eating fruit and vegetables two or three times a day. Mm-hmm. And then having high blood pressure, having high cholesterol, and having high blood sugar. So all the things that, that lead to heart disease also are contributing to brain disease.
0: Wow. Yeah.
1: And so, yeah. So that's why, again, it's, um, you know, and then, and, we, and then now the good news is, um, Research has also been done about well, what about those who do have healthy brains? Are they just mm-hmm. lucky? Are they? Is it genetics? Or mm-hmm. well, it's partly genetics. But a lot of it is lifestyle, and so the people who experienced the least amount of cognitive decline and and declines in memory all showed certain characteristics, and there mm-hmm. were six of those. They partake in physical per- activity. Mm-hmm. They pursue intellectually stimulating activities, and I don't mean just playing Sudoku games on on their phone. Um, okay. But more in terms of, um, and I'll I give you an example of that in a minute. Uh, they stay socially active, and this is what this is. I got in this because my father, my father had Alzheimer's in his last years, and I was mm-hmm. his caregiver, and he was not socially active. So staying socially active, mm-hmm. and that means beyond family and friends, you know, yeah. stay socially active with with people. So you're talking about events you're talking about what's mm-hmm. happening you're, you're yes. not just talking about family yeah. members and and what have you um mm-hmm. they manage stress levels mm-hmm. they eat healthy and they sleep well and sleep is also a, a, oh, major, a major part of, of yeah. brain health. so um um so if i can elaborate for just 30 seconds that, that mm-hmm. thing about um, intellectually stimulating activities and i know there's there's a lot of stuff out there you know go to this website, play these games. If somebody does this game 20 minutes a day, their brain is better. Well, Mm -hmm. quite frankly, a UK research research in the United Kingdom showed that somebody who does Sudoku, say Sudoku for 30 minutes a day for months, all Mm -hmm. they really do is they become good at Sudoku. And that's good. But Mm -hmm. after a couple of months, their brain is no longer growing based on Sudoku. Same with Mm -hmm. crossword Puzzle. Mm -hmm. What the brain likes is newness. So one of the things all of us could do, even in our twenties, thirties, forties is, is, is change up our routine. Take a different route to work. Mm-hmm. Notice, notice what's happening in different parts of town, because as you're driving to work, all of us are on autopilot. We get in the car, we drive yeah. the same way, unless it's a traffic jam. <laughs> and then our GPS tells us which way to go. And we're not thinking, right. we're just following a, a device that tells us which way to go. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, if you're, if you are a walker, Walk a different walk a different park. Go to a different okay. neighborhood and walk. Uh, walk a different direction. Uh, all that newness is what the brain likes, and that is okay. how to keep the brain growing and, and keep it healthy. Um, yeah. And also, research is showing, and I'm sad to say, because it would be nice if there was a magic pill, but mm-hmm. all these pseudo medicines out there of take this pill, it improves memory. Take this for brain yeah. health. No, your basic core vitamins uh, is what you need, plus physical activity, managing mm-hmm. stress eating healthy, and getting good sleep. That's what you need for good brain health.
0: Yeah, excellent. Yes, thank you for that insight. Because I know when I used to work in the dementia ward, I volunteered for the uh, Veterans Administration on their dementia ward. And one thing the director would have us do with these guys is make picture books with them about their past life before they were admitted to the hospital. And this was something that was supposed to help them with their brain health because it got them to thinking about good memories. And then we're also supposed to engage them in conversation to help them exercise their brains in a way.
1: That sounds excellent. I'm I'm sure that was fairly successful.
0: Um. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it was rewarding. I enjoyed it. Yeah, Yeah. and the family members enjoyed it as well. It was nice to see the family members when they came to visit and – <clears throat> they seem to enjoy hearing their loved one engage in conversation because a lot of these those guys they um they were really quiet and didn't say a lot you know
1: yeah well they probably stopped being socially active and and um, mm-hmm. and that's unfortunate I I tell um, people in my workshops now I I said if you really want to challenge yourself and if you can laugh mm-hmm. at yourself this is this is kind of fun way mm-hmm. of improving your brain. Mm-hmm. Um, Go to the store and buy one of those books that um, you know children six seven eight use to learn how to write the alphabet or write the digits. The okay. Numbers. And but and then you know the ones with the dotted lines where you trace it. Yes. And then use your non-dominant hand. So teach yourself to write the alphabet with the other hand. Mm, it is yeah. a struggle you'll laugh at yourself if you can or you'll get frustrated mm-hmm. with yourself but it, mm-hmm. after a while you keep doing that for several weeks that is a good way of building up some brain strength um mm-hmm. because you, you right now you're used to taking whichever is your dominant hand and you take a pencil or a pen and you just write well force mm-hmm. yourself to use the other hand if you're not naturally and amb- um mm-hmm. multi multi-handed
0: yeah oh you know what else i heard about that something that's good for your brain is taking a dance class. Yes. Yeah. Or playing an instrument.
1: Yeah. And again, the same thing, the dance class is physically active mm-hmm. and you're learning something new. Yeah. Music, you're learning something new or take <laughs> learn a language. They're learning something new. So again, yeah. it's, it's all the, the right things to be doing.
0: Yeah. At yeah. any age. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. So all that just comes into play from the list you just gave us to, have that brain health
1: yes, it does, and i mean um there was a um a study done recently that showed if you if you reduce your um blood pressure that's the high number below hundred and twenty mm-hmm. it it produces a nineteen percent reduction in new cases of of what's called mild cognitive impairment mm. um, and um and, and when we talk about exercise, we're not talking about, you don't need to go to the gym. You don't need to you know, sign up for a membership. You don't need to spend an hour a day, just 20 even th- or 30 minutes if you can of daily mm-hmm. outdoor exercise, like walking mm-hmm. that also improves overall cognitive function. So yeah. it, it doesn't take, a, it doesn't take a lot.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Now one more thing. Can you tell us how to reduce workplace stress?
1: Well, yes, I'd love to. Um, I think it's up to leaders. Um, I think leaders have to be aware that look, we live right now um, in a society that's very divisive. It's argumentative. We're agitated. We're just spring loaded to mm-hmm. to react to each other.
0: Yeah,
1: and it's these reactions that are causing that workplace conflict uh, Mm -hmm. to happen. And I I think if leaders would understand the kind, even leaders do that themselves again, it's natural. When we get tired, when we get tired, the um, amygdala portion of our brain, the portion that um, uh, runs our emotions takes over Mm -hmm. and that's our fight or fight or freeze response. Mm -hmm. And the cerebral cortex is where our rational thinking takes place and this is what leads to these emotional hijackings or emotional meltdowns that happen to people. So the most important thing is to stop and pause. Mm -hmm. If do a little breath exercise, um, focus on what people are saying. Don't one of the things I often see leaders do is they're, they're so worried about responding to other people. They're not listening. Mm-hmm. They don't understand what people are telling them. Um, all these things will help. And what I tell leaders is, remember, we call our emergency personnel first responders. Mm-hmm. They're not first reactors. If they reacted to every situation, you know, mm-hmm. ambulance comes up or fire truck comes up to a, mm-hmm. some kind of a car accident. If, if those people were to react to the situation, they'd make it worse. Mm-hmm. They are trained to slow down, assess the situation, and then mm-hmm. respond. So that's slowing yeah. down. It's a little bit about being mindful, about being present in the workplace. Mm-hmm. is really critical for reducing um, workplace stress and workplace conflict.
0: Yeah. So I know when I was working at HR – I was responsible for booking people to teach us how to respond to shooters or people Mm. who were reacting a certain way within the workplace. But I think it would have been helpful if we would have um, had some insight to implement programs to prevent someone from even getting that far
1: yes and 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 it's, it's 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 a little bit of mindfulness it's some breathing practices you know uh quite frankly teaching people that when they're starting to feel stressed, just going outside for five minutes uh yeah. the weather's warm, get a little bit of sunshine on the face yes. get some fresh air blowing, and then go back in you're automatically calmer yeah, um, yeah. and this is why uh, we often find in the workplace i'm sure you uh, you you witnessed it it's that shy quiet person who Rarely speaks up in the mm-hmm. room and and you know and th- but they keep getting loaded on and dumped on and ignored, and then finally they're the ones who explode and you think, well, where did that come from? Well, yeah. it came from yeah all that stuff building up that no one's been trained to notice, no one's mm-hmm. been trained to to observe no one's been trained to create environments so that that yeah. doesn't happen
0: yeah
1: uh, to to uh, leaders need to create more inclusive environments uh, Mm -hmm. so everyone is participating and that will help reduce some of the workplace stress and workplace drama.
0: Yeah. Now would you like to add anything else before I do the quote of the week?
1: Um, No, I think, um, you know, I I, I think um, you great questions. Uh, I I think we've covered pretty much all the key points. uh, Mm -hmm. uh, Really the most important part, I guess, is that people can change. Anybody can change, mm-hmm. and there's various tips and whatever in my book that will help you, whether it's at home or at work, learn to, learn to get control of your emotions, learn to get control of your thinking, and, and make better decisions.
0: Okay, excellent. Now, this quote comes from Mahatma Gandhi, and Gandhi says, be the change that you wish to see in the world.
1: Lovely. Mm-hmm. And start with yourself.
0: Yeah, definitely. Start the change. <laughs> Start, yeah, you're
1: with the change. Start with yourself.
0: <laughs> yes, sir. Okay. Well, as we close, can you please tell us how to contact you?
1: Yes, love to. Um, name is Stephen Howard again. Uh, my company is called CalienteLeadership.com. dot uh, com. Not because Caliente means hot, but Caliente <laughs> also means passionate. And I'm passionate about leadership. So um, you can reach me at uh, Stephen at com as my email address. If you go to Amazon, uh, look up my books. um, You can contact me through Amazon as well. All my books are in paperback and Kindle format.
0: Okay, excellent. Well, thank you once again for your time. And you enjoy the rest of your day.
1: I do appreciate it. And thank you very much for having me on your show.
0: Yes, sir. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Shalanda Says. Remember to send your questions to shalanda at tuxwaterguidance.com. Shalanda at tuxwaterguidance.com to have them answered by myself and an expert guest. And don't forget to subscribe and share. And as always, have a productive day.